Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 10th. Oh, and we're up. I have over it. It's the 10th, but we're day 16 in the group. That's how we run the groups. And we're live. Hi, everyone. Good morning. We're just trying to figure out what day it is over here with Dr. Paul. Hey, guys. Good to see you, Gina. I'm always so excited about, I, I woke up this morning so excited to have this conversation. Um, if you're new to the program, Dr. Paul Herkel, everybody, maybe do a quick in, intro of yourself, sure. who you are, what you're all about. Um, yeah, so um, I've been kind of a staple with you for the last couple of years. It's been super fun having uh, great conversations around diet and the way that we look at it from weight loss. We talk uh, questions about food allergies, inflammation, supplements. I'm a naturopathic doctor. I have a long history of clinical practice uh, for the last decade, as well as working in the natural health product world. So I know yes. supplements inside out. We yeah. talk about the research. We talk about what actually works, what doesn't. And we just kind of have a no BS combo around that. Yeah, real conversation. Yeah. Like we're, we're here to talk about anything and everything. Um, obviously, we're suggesting supplements. I'm suggesting them because, you know, over the last 30 years, um, helping people lose weight. These are the things that I know work right? This is, this, this is the things that I know can be a benefit. Now, all of these things, we're just having this conversation behind the scenes. If you just took them as a one-off, they're not going to do shit and help you lose weight probably. But in combination with all the things that you are doing on program and plan, they can help level up. And for those of you who are deficient in certain things, they can definitely make all the difference, right? So, right. so these are definitely not make or break. We are not a supplement program. I do not benefit. Dr. Paul does not benefit. Um, we are just here to start the conversation and highlight some of these things that we know can be a benefit. We are very much expecting you guys to go back after this conversation and reading over the post to your own healthcare providers and have conversations with them if you have any concerns. But we're going to do a quick overview of uh, the supplements. So first of all, let's talk about, let's talk to the people. We always have to have this conversation, the naysayers, yeah. the naysayers, the people who don't want to say, who don't, who think supplements are bullshit. I can just get what I want for my food. I'm eating all this healthy food. Why do I need to add in supplements? Yeah. So I think, uh, what I always say, Gina, is that in a perfect world, we would just get everything from our food. And the reality is we don't have a perfect world. Your life is not perfect. Your health is not perfect. Yeah. So think of all the poor diet maybe you've had in the past, not to mention high stress, uh, everything, all that kind of depletes all the nutrients you have in your body. So um, we're not advocating for a one a day jam, everything kitchen sink, multivitamin into one tablet that doesn't get really dissolved. That, yeah. that, that approach, um, when I saw that about the program right from the beginning, I knew that was a good sign mm -hmm. because what the supplement section of the program is meant to augment your weight loss. It's not going to help you melt off 10 extra pounds, but it's going to help you maybe sleep better. It's going to help you poop better it's going to help yeah. you have better energy and when you have that better energy you're more motivated you're less susceptible to fall the cravings you're going to move your body a bit more and so it's going to have an overall augmenting and adjunctive or supportive action for the program so i think if uh if you're one of the naysayers out there thinking like you know show me the double blind randomized placebo controlled trial on collagen yeah. for yeah. weight loss yeah you know i think you're going to be disappointed because yeah that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. uh, however, it's going to help 
with as you lose weight, uh, skin elasticity. There's research on that. Uh, yeah. There's research on ligament repair and improving joint flexibility. And so those things will help you move more, exercise a little bit more, get into a better mindset and a, and a better body set. And I think that those are, that's the type of approach I think that you're trying to take with uh, supplements. And, and I, and I like it. That's why I'm here talking about that. Yeah. Like whenever I post about certain supplements online, I always get attacked. You can't tell people vitamin D will help them lose weight. You can't tell people omega-3 will make them lose weight. I'm like, whoa, no one is saying if like the average person mm. just took some vitamin D, all of a sudden the pounds are going to drop off. It really is because this program is so radically different and all the working parts and all of the things that right. you were doing, trying to get better sleep and manage your stress and move your body. Body and and make your body healthier right to your point so would you call that augmenting what's that yeah called? so i would say that's like a complementary approach to weight loss it's mm -hmm. not like a direct but it's yeah. kind of like you know in the term medical literature we say adjunctive which is kind of like supportive okay uh, so i think we have to put we have to put the expectations into uh into perspective like i work a lot with people in the program, Gina. And mm -hmm. there are some people that come to me and they have 25 supplements and I actually take them off some stuff because they're like, why are you taking that? Do you need all that? Because they've been doing yeah. the program for five years yeah. or they've been doing it. <laughs> and so I'm like, now it's time to level up. And so yeah. if you're in that boat, don't feel like you need to be attached to everything you're taking because you know it, it's part of the program. Yes, we, lo yes. we love you, Gina, but just because yes. I say it or just because you say it doesn't mean that it's like the gospel truth. And, you know, some people are like, but, but Gina told me I have to take it. I said, you know what? We double checked all your values. Your vitamin D is perfect. It's yes. 150. I'm a big fan of using evidence in the way of you personally. So here's another great point. Um, a lot of people will say, well, I don't need to take vitamin D because, you know, I get some sun in the summer. I said, okay, so have you tested your levels? They're like, well, no, what do you mean? I'm, I'm fine. I take a thousand. I use that in the winter and then I'm in the summer. Mm -hmm. The reality is, is that just because you're doing those things or eating the foods doesn't mean that you have optimal levels, Gina. So in what, in what's evidence to me is what's going on in your body. That's as important, if not more important than what some research paper, some, you know, academic did somewhere in the university saying that, you know, Canadians are generally deficient. Well, what about you test yeah. your levels for things that can be tested yeah. and then supplement accordingly. That is, I think the next level, if anyone's looking to level up over and above the program that they've done, and maybe they've done it a couple of times, that's, I think is the next step. Yeah. You, yeah. And let me just say that no one, like you don't have to take no. any of these to be successful on the program plan. I, I feel the same way. And people always ask me before the program starts, what are the supplements? I'm like, Whoa, like, first of all, you, you want to know why you're taking them. If they would even right. benefit you, if there's any interactions with your current, current healthcare pro like plan that you're following, <laughs> like everyone just needs to slow down. Is it like the Dr. Oz effect? Like every week like, he's throwing out some sort of thing to help people lose weight. I don't know what it is. Um, these are not that if you're new to the program, I'm sure you're probably surprised that we don't have any fat burners or ketones or anything uh, in the in this mix. Um, so they are all things that help your body function better, right? The supplement to fill in the blank. Um, I just want to talk real quickly before we get started on them about foods like um, um, you have to curate your foods in order to get 
Like it's not just as easy, even if your digestive system were great and you, you're using top notch, uh, top notch, like quality organic foods, you, in order to get enough of magnesium or whatever you need in your diet, you'd have to curate your foods to make sure that you're getting all those things. Like you can't just like eat healthy and assume that you're going to get everything that you need. Like that would be work, wouldn't it? It, it would, there are, there are some people that that might work for. However, the reality is, is that most people, Gina, they don't have the time to perfectly curate their diet. Like, I'll just give you a couple of That would examples. be work. That'd be a lot of work. Lot of there work. would be it's math involved. There'd be math involved. You have to be counting up this and counting well, up that. I mean, even then, even <laughs> then, if you had the most organic, perfect foods, uh, you know, you'd be hard pressed to get adequate levels because they simply just aren't in your soils. Like yeah. even if organic foods, um, you, you're the way that these even organic is still mass produced. It's still shipped in from California or yeah. from some other place yeah. in the world yeah. and you're picking it unripe and now it's ripening. You're not getting the full nutrients. So yeah. the reality in supermarket culture, Gina, is that you are not going to get everything you need for optimal diet. Now, here's the difference between what I do as a naturopathic doctor and what some people in the conventional medicine feel. The, 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 the general rule of thumb in conventional medicine is we only practice reactive medicine. If things get bad enough, we'll deal with it. Yes. And so the mantra kind of is, is go with it and we'll just, you'll, you'll probably be okay and you'll get away with just whatever you eat. Yeah. However, we're now as part of this program, we're looking to level up. The people yes. in your program yes. are not looking yes. to do bare minimum. They're not yeah. looking to just get away with reactive medicine. They're now trying to take their health in their own hands and level up and be proactive. Yes. And so when you're proactive, do you want bare minimum vitamin D levels or bare minimum magnesium levels? Hell no. We want optimal <laughs> levels. We yeah. want to get it to be optimal in the, uh, the, the, the best state that our body can then be. And then in that way, supplements actually can be helpful short-term. I mean, three months, let's say. And that's why I think the, the kind of the list that, that that's been put together for the program makes sense. Yeah. Uh, rather than, you know, taking some sort of like fat burner, that's going to try to do something to your metabolism, which um, is just going to set you back after the yeah. program. So. Yeah. We're looking to actual help the body make actual real change. Yeah. Um, we should have talked about this up the top, but for, for people who may be not familiar with a naturopathic doctor, what would be the difference uh, between what you do and what your regular, what your regular doctor does? Like how, where do you fit in there? Yeah. So uh, a primary care provider, which is your family doctor or nurse practitioner here in North America, generally, uh, they're usually the quarterback or point person as part of the way the healthcare system works. So yeah. they're really good at dealing with acute issues. So if you have a sinus infection, that's not getting better, they can prescribe antibiotics. They can make a referral to an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Yeah. As an naturopathic doctor, I can't do that. Right. However, our understanding and our, our kind of understanding of the human body and our medical training is very similar. We go through medical school after university uh, I understand all the same diagnoses, except that I'm not working in the kind of OHIP or the, um, you know, it's covered by insurance, but it's not covered by the government here in Canada. And right. so right away, that's a bit of a shift for people yeah. where at least in Canada, people are kind of used to just getting healthcare given to for them. Free. Free. Yeah. yeah. And that actually, we have to think about it here for a second. People don't value free. People yeah. value stuff that they actually have to put some investment into. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so our, our friends in the U S and other places in the world, they are 
totally on board with, I know if I want to have the best healthcare, if I want to level up my health, if I want to lose weight, if I want to feel better, I may have to actually invest in that. Yeah. And we think of healthcare as an expense. I want everybody on this call to start thinking about healthcare as an investment. investment. Yes. Who's, who's on your healthcare team? Think about that for a second. Yeah. You have, do you have bare minimum? Yeah. You know, Livy's program is not bare minimum. It's leveling yeah. up. Yeah. So I want, I want think, people thinking about, you know, your massage therapist, are you seeing them when you're hurt? Or are you seeing them proactively? Your mm -hmm. chiropractor, your naturopathic doctor, as a naturopathic doctor, I try to look at your case from every single system, how it works together. We look at diet, nutrition, we can do acupuncture, we do a ton of hormonal health, gut health, and we put all that stuff together, Gina, and we create a, a, a reactive, if someone has a, acute injury, mm -hmm. or somebody has a chronic issue, that's not getting better. And we also yeah. do preventative and we read their blood work in a very deep and detailed way. So it really is kind of leveling up your health, um, spending more time with people, taking the time to get into those deeper conversations about their health. And a more, I hate the word holistic because I think that's just tied to like, it's being tied to like that pseudosciencey thing, but it really is a whole, not a holistic, but a whole body approach that you take and more ongoing as opposed, like inflammation, for example, like you would go to your doctor and be like, oh, I'm so sore. And I'm like, whatever, what they would order a couple of tests and be like, yeah, your inflammation is high but you're sort of my okay what's causing that what can we do about it how long have you had it like do you know am i am i am i right about that yep yeah we address all those types of things uh and again i don't want to say anything against um our our conventional medical colleagues no, of course not. amazing of course work not. yes uh, and they're and they're extremely intelligent and they have the best interest in in the patient's mind but the reality is you know is that the way the healthcare system works at least here in north america is that you basically get compensated and paid for the number of patients that you see. So you just simply can't take the time take to the get time. in and, and talk about, okay, how is my gut affecting my cognition? What mm -hmm. are food sensitivities? Mm -hmm. uh, what are some, some sleep issues? They'll either prescribe something or they'll send a referral and we know how yeah. long that takes. So these are <laughs> issues that just simply they can't get to. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and then one of the things that blew my mind in our previous conversation is like, because there's the, the supplement, the su supplement industry is, is a real thing. There's a lot of, there's a, there are a lot of stu clinical studies and stuff behind supplements. They do work. They are a benefit, but who do you speak to? Who do you speak to about them? You go to the health food store that's just got the, they're everywhere. But where's the doctor? Like, where, where are the people that we speak to? What do we just yep. randomly come and try to find shit and figure it out on our own? <laughs> it's so fucking confusing. Like, and this is the benefit. Like, you may not be able to afford to go to a naturopathic doctor. I'm very, I'm very mindful of people's finances. And if you do, make that investment or save your money and make that investment. Or check your insurance. I Maybe you have coverage you don't even know. A lot of people like... If you're a teacher, if you're anybody in the public sector, for sure you have some sort of coverage. So right. maybe you haven't even realized it and haven't used it before. Or pay attention to Dr. Paul in these segments. So they love about our guests is that we get access to people that you don't normally get an opportunity to have conversations about. So take the information that we, um, that make some notes, listen to what he has to say about the supplements today. If any of them are resonating, you think they might be a benefit. And this is where you can be like, okay, what about this? And then go to your healthcare provider about that rather than saying, oh, I'm, you know, dealing with this, dealing with that. And then they're like, maybe try this, maybe try that. Like right. it's all just a, it's all just really overwhelming when it comes to supplements. It, it is. And most medical doctors, as, as well-intentioned as they are, um, you know, the research shows, Gina, 70% of people, all people take some sort of natural health product. 
And so that means 70% of a doctor's patient population take something that they know basically zero about or very little. Yeah. So a person comes in and you're like, you know, doctor, um, you know, is that probiotic that you're holding? Is this right for me? They'll look at it being like, I'm not sure because they simply don't look at it. And it's not that the research doesn't exist. It's just that it's not part of the conventional medical model to look at this. Yes. That's what I do day in and day out. I look at the research on this. Yeah. And I look at research on drugs. That's what they're good at. But yeah. I also need to know how does drugs interact with these <laughs> supplements, all that kind of stuff, right? So uh, I think that you, you brought up an excellent point. A lot of times, if you want to use some of these things, you should probably be talking to somebody that actually has a, a very high level of expertise in something that you're putting in your mouth every single day. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and this is why it's good to be work hand in hand with your healthcare provider. They know your whole health history, what other yeah. medications you are taking. Okay. Let's get started on these, uh, probiotic. Um, why, why is it a benefit? Who would want to add in of the program? Obviously we put a massive focus on digestion. We're talking food, how your body breaks it down, the nutrients it gets, the building blocks your body needs, um, digestion. You have to have a whole conversation about digestion. If you're trying to lose weight. I mean, if you're not pooping, you're pooping once a week, obviously that's going to affect your weight loss. How, how, your body, your weight loss journey in general. And then once you lose the weight, you know, being able to maintain it. So probiotic, who yeah, needs so, it? What's the benefit? Yeah. So probiotics, probably one of the most well-studied, well-known natural health products. Oh, There's a tremendous really? amount of research. I would say out of any natural health product probably is the most published research on it. Cool. Um, probiotics, you probably look at the label, you're probably like there's CFU, there's, there's so the sacro, there's bifido, there's all these different things. These are all yeah. different strains. Yeah. So inside the probiotic, there are different bacterial strains and there are 10 times the amount of bacteria in our guts than there are cells in our body. And there's trillions of cells in our body. Just think about yeah. that. That's, that should be like a mind blowing figure. So this stuff is super important to your body's health, yeah. the health of your microbiome. Probiotics are taking actually those live bacteria, thing, combinations and specific strains that have been studied, putting it in your body and, and creating an effect that is having in your digestive system. And that, could, that effect could be to lower allergy. That effect could be to help you digest food better, to lower inflammation at the, at the level of your intestines. Yep. A probiotic like you're holding right there, Gina, is what's called a multi-strain. A multi-strain is a formulation that has multiple different ingredients in it. If you look at the side, you see all those different ingredients. Yeah. That's 50 billion. So see that 50 billion CFU. That means that you have 50 billion live bacteria that are in that probiotic. Okay. And all those live bacteria have kind of like a, a complementary effect on balancing your microbiome. That's the whole goal is that we want to being your my, what, what is your microbiome for people who don't all know? the bacteria in your gut, Gina. In it's here, all, like all everywhere. here. Yep. Everywhere in your gut, but also in every other tissue of the body. And so for example, if you have chronic urinary tract infections, probiotics have been researched for that too, because you have a, a vaginal microbiome, you have a urinary microbiome, you have a skin microbiome. We always talk about gut, but there's other microbiomes. So cool. we are as much as living in symphony with our bacteria that are in and on our bodies, then we are just taking this probiotic. You know, we think that we're doing that uh, and we're going to have this, this profound effect. There's more bacteria in our bodies than there are cells. So it, it's, it's really that the bacteria are kind of running us instead yeah. of the other way around. Yeah. So probiotics will help balance that. And so for some people, I'm going to say most people taking a general multi probiotic is going to help 
their digestive system. And when your digestive system is better, you're going to, be able to break down your food better. You're going to have less gas and bloating. A lot of people that are now going through the beginning of the program, you know, they'll, tell, they'll say, you know what, I'm eating more vegetables. I'm more bloated. And that's normal. Yeah. That's part of the, that's kind of part of the idea of increasing high fiber foods. Yeah. You're going to have more bloating because the bacteria in your gut are fermenting those foods that yeah. will go away. So yeah. stay the course and mm-hmm. probiotics can help support that. So that's a general probiotic. Yeah. What I do a lot with my patients is I use specific strains for specific reasons. So if you have Crohn's or colitis, there are specific strains yeah. for that. If you have allergies, there's specific strains study for that. If there's IBS, you know, you've been specific strains for that, like Align, for example, that's what doctors know typically. So they'll always say, you know, go mm-hmm. to the pharmacy, get Align. Yeah. That is one strain that's been studied for IBS. Yeah. Um, some people get good results and I've had mm-hmm. those patients and some people are like, you know, Dr. Paul, that hasn't done anything for me. And so right. that's where you have to be a little bit more personalized. Yeah. Because it, it can be get very personalized because there are different strains. What about the amount that you're taking is more better? And you know, what if someone was just being like, okay, I think I could benefit. Like what would they look for in just like a, an average run of the mill, like probiotic? Yeah. So now we're talking billions. Uh, you know, when I was uh, in medical school, you know, a, a big, a big dose was like 10 million. Yeah. Of- right. That's right. That is right? a thing. And okay. So Cause I'm like, for sure, these keeps going up to billions. They've been going up. And so this is one of the, this is one of the times I'm just going to sound the kind of like marketing alarm where, you know, this is not necessarily in line with what research is saying. Uh, more is not always better, Gina. Yeah. I know that a lot of companies want you to believe that, but yeah. going from 30 to 50 billion doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily have some sort of massive uh, benefit. I think it has more to do with the fact that I think people think more is better. Yeah. So I think, again, go with a tried and tested true formulation that either you're learning about through the program or learning through your naturopathic doctor. Uh, you've done some research online. The combination uh, does matter. Quality does matter when it comes to I was just gonna. I was just going to ask, I mean, quality matters with all the supplements, does it not? Yes. Like you get what you pay for. And mm-hmm. the supplement, I mean, it, all these, all those, these, like to your point, although these are a benefit and there's science to back them up, it still is a business and an industry and a money-making one, cool. right? Yep. Yeah. I know. I was in that for 10 years. I know exactly about that. And so that doesn't mean that that's bad. You know, we know that pharmaceutical companies have the biggest profit margins. Yeah, you're company, right. right. Okay. We know that. Touché. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not like it, it's just the system that we have. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. often cited again by a lot of naysayers saying like, well, it's all about money grab. I'm like, well, <laughs> like, don't look no further than, than the pharma world. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that still means that we have to be kind of, um, you know, judicious about yeah. what we're going to be investing in. For me, and what I tell my patients is that if you're going to put something in your body that you're expecting some sort of health benefit, yes, okay. I would want it to be a high quality supplement. Uh-huh. I would want it to be something that is not going to just go through me and not get any sort of benefit because even though it might be cheaper on the price tag short term, yeah. in the long term, you're really not going to notice the difference. You have to take it longer and you might not get a benefit at all. And that's why I, yeah. I really dislike one in a multivitamins because I just think that they rarely ever work. Yeah. And um, you don't really get anything from them. Yeah. A lot of times you think that you're, per, you're, you, you're, pers- you're purchasing a, a cheaper product, but then you have to take more of it longer to get the benefit. So if you get any benefit at all, like if that's you get any bit of it. Um, just to, quickly about the probiotic before we move on. Is there like, what about people who have SIBO or is there any people who shouldn't be taking a probiotic? That you can yes, there, there definitely are. And people that most people have probably tried a probiotic. 
Uh, and this is again, different than what I'm talking about, let's say in kombucha or kefir or ah, yogurt. Yeah. They, they, those are also fermented probiotic rich foods, which you can get probiotics that way. So if you can handle that, great. Okay. One serving of yogurt gets you roughly about 1 billion bacteria. So like taking one of those capsules is like taking 50 servings of yogurt. So if just, it's a good quality yogurt with bacteria in it though. Yeah, no, exactly. And yeah, we okay. don't know that. And that's yeah. the thing about food is that it's un <laughs> not standardized. So a lot of yeah. people are like, great. Pumpkin seeds are rich in magnesium. That's great. But do you know that your batch of pumpkin seeds are yeah. rich in magnesium? Yes. I know that if I take this product, you're going to get that amount. This is in it. And I'm yeah. getting that amount. And, and some of the quality of these, the supplements are on level with pharmaceutical potency. Right. I'm not saying, you know, I'm a fan of, I, I think there's a place for pharmaceuticals. Absolutely. But they do have a, a really good kind of uh, methodology of making their supplements or specifically their drugs very um, potent. And that's, I think a lot of great quality supplement companies made here in Canada. And a lot of times yeah. I think also do the same thing. And so that's really um, the difference between something you buy $10 and something that you're going to maybe spend $20 or $15, but for sure it's in there. They're doing batch testing. You know what you're getting. So I think that, you know what you're getting. How long do you take this before, you know, it's working, it's not working. I know it's a loaded question, but like, I, I Gina, all the, all the supplements on your program, there is a situation that a person could take it and they could say, I don't really notice the difference. Yeah. And that's totally an acceptable result because um, a person may have adequate levels. Like I've never seen anybody that's gone through the program. That's like, I've taken this CoQ10 and it's like changed my life. It's, it's, <laughs> it's maybe it's rare. Now, um, if you're deficient in one of these things, like for example, if you're taking in a cholesterol medication called a statin drug, yeah. you are deficient in CoQ10. That yeah. is well-researched, well-known. Yeah. Uh, and so you are a person that would need lots of CoQ10 and that might make a big difference on making your muscles less sore, for example. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you are on an acid blocking or have ever been on an acid blocking medication like pantobrazol, pantaloc, Nexium, any of those, then you are probably deficient in minerals like magnesium. That is well known. That is on their warning. There's their black box warning of saying you can get magnesium deficiency. So you would have be a great candidate to make sure you're getting lots of magnesium. <laughs> uh, so there are certain things that are going to deplete and you might notice a real fast difference at that point. However, mm -hmm. if you're generally healthy and you're starting all these supplements, they're augmenting. Remember we talked about the beginning, yes. they're supporting yes. the weight loss plan. Supporting. But you may not come away being like, wow, I feel like 20% better after I took that probiotic, unless right. you maybe had a gut issue and you're all of a sudden, wow, yeah, I do feel that. And I do hear yeah. that with patients. If you yeah. have some issues digestively, you'll notice the difference with probiotics. Well, I mean, the point of the program is like, it's, it's all about having everything work together. When people try to lose weight, I find they do bits. They can do this, do that, do this, that constantly changing things and, and never doing anything long enough to amount to anything. And it's about, it's about taking the, the medications that you're already you know, taking and, you know, factoring in the, the foods that you are consuming. And then you're just your basic, how your body functions and breaks down and digest things. And this is where the kind of the supplements add in there. And it's for everything really to kind of work together, moving forward, not for kind of any one thing to be, do you know what I mean? Like it's all how it all works together. That's, that's the whole point of all of this in all leveling up the body. So you may add something in and you, because your body is making so many changes along the way, like you add in a probiotic, or prebiotic and you know you're you're all of a sudden you're regular with your bowel movements but you may not be like oh i don't really notice anything except you're regular with your Good bowel point. movements 
you know? So it's a, no, it's a totally good point. And there, the, there are a lot of times people will take things, Gina, and they don't notice the benefits until yeah. they stop taking it. That, yeah. Right. right? Like that, that's something that, um, at your, your body's going through a lot of changes, especially if this is the first part, first time to your program, your yeah. body, your gut, your hormones, your energy levels, your sleep, they're going through a lot of changes. And a question I ask every single new patient that's come from the program is tell me about your weight loss. And the second question is, uh, what are your non-scale victories? And every time we go through a whole list of different things, and mm -hmm. I'm always impressed of all the different things that they were maybe not expecting when they got into the program, because it's uh, found it through a weight loss type of uh, referral or anything like that. And uh, they're getting all these other benefits and the supplements can actually do a phenomenal job at supporting some of those things. Like yeah. one that I hear all the time is going to be that I was constipated and now I'm regular. So you're, yeah. you're having the fiber there, the gut smart, that's a combination of probiotic and prebiotic. Yeah. And that is like fertilizer for your microbiome. That's what fiber is prebiotic. It means that your gut bacteria, your microbiome, which we talked about, Gina, is going to use it as a fuel to make itself better, happier, create more of it. So it's kind of like fertilizer. Now this is a good time of year to fertilize your lawn if you want that nice lush green lawn. And that is the same as what fiber or prebiotic is. Now, okay. you have some dry patches in your lawn. That's dirt. That's where a probiotic comes in, where it's like actually the grass seed. So if we're going to use that analogy is that one's used for repair, probiotics primarily. The other one is used for more fertilizing and promoting. So if you had no gut issues, maybe you could say, get away with just the gut smart because that's going to be fertilizing your current microbiome. But wow. if you have had some issues, like, you know, sometimes it's loose, sometimes it's IBS. So there's a bunch of different things that maybe might be happening. Maybe you should do both. Okay. So, so, so not everyone would necessarily like, would everybody benefit? I mean, outside of people, maybe who have like issues where they want to avoid, but would everyone benefit more from a probiotic or would everyone benefit more from a prebiotic? Generally, I would say everyone would benefit more from a prebiotic. Ah. Prebiotics are the new rage compared to probiotics. I think probiotics are- What happened to postbiotic? I thought postbiotic, it was like, it was like becoming a thing. No, it's not a thing anymore. Postbiotics are, and a lot of people don't even know that they're confused. They're saying, Dr. Urkel saying pro, post, pre, Gina, you're throwing coming curveballs at everybody. Okay. Let's break it all down. Just let's bring it down. Okay. Probiotic is a live bacteria that creates a change in your digestive system. Yeah. Prebiotic is a fuel for your bacteria already in your gut. It doesn't actually fuel the, the capsule. You don't have to take both together. I actually get that question a lot. Well, like, I say that. Like, I'm, I, well, I, you know, I generalize. It's like, this is like the good bacteria, and this is like the food for the good bacteria. Yes, it is. But yeah. it's mainly for the food already, for, for what's oh, already yeah. there. But it's not Got like, it. you know, the capsule has to be taken with a prebiotic. That, yes. you know, that doesn't necessarily. Okay, good point. Good point. They don't have to be taken together. What they about? Don't. What about a, a, so this is a combo of pro and pre, yeah. would you suggest people do a combo or would it depend on the severity of like their IBS or any digestive issues, like the issues that they're having? That's what, actually a like, good point. I would say if there's a specific issue like IBS, the probiotic by itself, I think would be a really good idea because you're getting a much higher level. The, the, hmm. Anybody that has IBS or you mentioned something called SIBO or SIBO. Yeah, SIBO, SIBO, um, yeah. The term uh, also known as kind of like fungal overgrowth or candida or, or, or it's called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So basically yeah. it's like too much of the bad bacteria. That's the yeah. small subset of people that actually won't feel good on that, Gina. 
So yes. if you're one of those people that's taken a probiotic and has been like, you know what, actually has made my gut a lot worse. It's made my symptoms worse. That's a big sign that you probably have some sort of imbalance that you basically just fed that imbalance with that okay. particular supplement. So that's a sign that you should go find a naturopathic doctor to help you address that and okay. eradicate it, reset your microbiome. And then, then you could use things like prebiotics and probiotics. That's a more serious issue that someone it is. It's a little bit more. It's not something that you just generally do yourself. Okay. Before we move on, like in a nutshell, what's the benefit of pro and prebiotics? Probiotics help maintain integrity, regularity of your gut for people that have some imbalances. Think of it like IBS. Prebiotics are the fuel for your good microbiome. This is what creates the third thing you mentioned, which is postbiotics. Postbiotics is what your gut bacteria make to keep themselves happy. One of them is called butyrate. Any nerds out there that are listening to it, if you're into like things like keto or you have been in the past, you probably heard of something like butyrate. Butyrate is a fuel for your microbiome, for your bacteria in your gut that your bacteria actually produce. And fiber helps create this really, really important substrate called butyrate. Why would that be part of the keto conversation? Well, because um, they're always in the keto world, they're always looking for how do I fuel my brain? How do I fuel my body without using sugar? Oh, I'm starving to stem up. I'm starving myself. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. they're, they're trying okay. to do things like ketones and they're trying to do things like butyric acid and they're taking things, they're taking... Uh, either supplements or they're taking things that are going to increase these specific alternative fuels because you can actually use butyrate for as an alternative fuel. Anyways, that's probably a conversation for another time. Yeah. No, never. It's a conversation for never. Fuck keto. I don't, I'm totally fine never talking about it ever. Okay, uh, uh, let's talk about. No, Gina. Yeah, butyrate. Oh, is it? Butyrate. So, okay. Okay. So that's a, so that, so this is just something new in terms of like accessing all unlocking our alternative energy reserves. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if, if, for example, if people are on, even on your program, if they are going to cut back on breads, let's say a lot of people, they've cut out bread, they've cut out, they've yeah. cut back on some of the refined carbohydrates, your yeah. body's going to start using some other things like amino acids for fuels and your yeah. gut microbiome is going to start adapting and it's going to produce some of these things like butyric acid, which is so good for healing the gut lining. There's oh. so much research about this stuff that that probiotic and that prebiotic that you're taking is now starting to shift and create in your gut that also is being shared with your whole body. That's what's so cool. And that's why I said it's got a conversation for another time. Let's totally have that conversation later. Let's totally have that. Yeah, conversation. It's like, it, it's fascinating to think about what your gut produces as terms of postbiotics that gets circulated through your whole body that can have an impact, for example, on your brain. Oh, I love it. I lo and also, I just fucking love learning new shit. This is like, yeah, let's totally have that conversation. Okay, let's move along to vitamin D. Ooh, so first of all, let's, can we talk about the Jameson brand? Is that like, is this, is this a waste of money or is this, cause you know, this is like the very typical one you get at the drugstore. Like, is this worth getting or like, I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't mean to knock any, any brands. Exactly. But. Yeah. I like, I, I just want to say I'm not associated with any brand. I, I don't have a, a, a preference other Same. than really great quality supplements. Yeah. Now, I, in terms of, in terms of brands. There are some brands that you find like Jameson in the Shoppers Drug Mart and these yeah. big chain, and they're probably going to be just fine. But okay. the, the reality sometimes is, is that they might not contain the same dose because there's a reason it's cheaper. Why is it cheaper? Because th they've had to cut some corners somewhere. Mm -hmm. So generally why I don't recommend it for my patients is because 
there, it's very easy to stumble onto formulations in that um, you know section of the of the pharmacy that you might not be getting the optimal dosage or the yeah. optimal form. So, for example, vitamin D. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin genome. You want to take it with some sort of fat. So a soft gel or those drops that you're holding right there is different than that thing that you have in your right hand, which is uh, a hard tablet. It's a powder. Yeah. yeah. So the, it's going to be absorbed better. There's research showing that that actually fat-soluble substances are better absorbed when they're actually in fat. So yes. that is like one obvious difference, even though they both per serving have a thousand IUs of vitamin D in it. Yeah. So I usually recommend a fat soluble fat-based vitamin D because that's exactly how it's going to be absorbed better. So you take vitamin D with food and we've already talked about, it's a great candidate for get your levels tested. You're, yes. If you are living in a place where you don't get sun all year round, you're going to probably be looking at optimizing your vitamin D. So check your levels and you may be totally fine. But what happens when you're low? What happens when you're low in vitamin D? Oh, and this is a huge one. There, vitamin D is called a vitamin, but it actually is like, an, it's a hormone and okay. hormones have effects on almost every tissue of your body. So there's vitamin D receptors, Gina, almost on every cell in your body. It's oh. really important for bone health, which we know about obviously, but it's also more, uh, more important for, for example, cancer prevention and helping your immune system know what is bad and what is something that it should target and what is self, meaning mm -hmm. my own tissues. So very important. There's research showing that vitamin D is correlated. The lower vitamin D levels, the more autoimmunity there is, for mm -hmm. example, like multiple sclerosis. So it helps with immune tolerance. Another huge area with vitamin D, Gina, is pain. If you are uh, achy and you have like what are typical fibromyalgia, you should rule out to make sure that vitamin D is not deficient. There's research showing that vitamin really? D can cause pain oh. by itself, uh, especially when it's really low. And then finally, vitamin D is really important for mood. It's called yeah. the sunshine vitamin, kind of like tongue in cheek because you get it through sunshine. But generally, especially like us in Canada, we don't get sun, sunshine most of the year. And so our body can't make it through the sun, converting cholesterol in our skin then it gets converted through our kidneys and liver to the active form of vitamin D. We just don't get a chance to do that. So it has so many effects in the body that, uh, that would really directly impact a person's well-being, Gina. Okay. D, D3, K, what, where is that conversation? It has to be D3. Vitamin D2 is from uh, like, like fungi, like mushrooms. No, like, yeah. no, no good supplement has vitamin D. If you look at vitamin D in milk, it almost always is vitamin D2 because it's okay. the cheapest form. So okay. that's not really, that's not giving us anything. D3. And yeah, D, like I said, D3 is the formula to look for. And then you mentioned K2. K2 is like a brother to vitamin D. It's a fat soluble vitamin and it helps calcium, which vitamin D works on, do its job better in the body. So it's, I would say it's synergistic. So if you found a vitamin K and vitamin D supplement, so vitamin K2 and D3. Yeah. yeah. Not to confuse anyone, K2 and D3, that combination is a totally good, legitimate way of also uh, using a formulation. Okay, because people always ask, people always ask. All right, let's get into omega-3. Let's get into omega-3, um, the importance of omega-3. Yeah, in general, what's fascinating, if you look at research from the last 100 years, uh, 100 years ago, people's omega-3s to all the other omega-3s they have in the body, because there's, well, first of all, maybe they'll just back it up. What's omega? What is this yeah, even? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Omega-3 talks about 
the structure of this fat, omega-3 fatty acid, if you want to use the full term. And the three go tells us where the little kink in the little fat is. That's all that means. There's these little kinks in the fat that make it, gives it a structure. So omega-3s are found in cold water fish primarily, and they use omega-3s to make their cells really flexible so they can survive in cold, deep, dark water environments. And so our bodies are designed to have roughly, for every one omega-3, you need roughly about four omega-6s. And omega-6s are a little kink in a different area, but they don't have the same properties, you know. Omega-3s are a lot, a lot, very important for lowering inflammation. Yeah. Omega-6s are not so much important for lowering inflammation. They do some other things. We generally have way too many omega-6s hmm. compared to omega-3s. So the ideal ratio, as I just said, over 100 years ago was one omega-3 to four omega-6s. Can you guess what the ratio now is? Oh, it would be like, uh, it would be like, be like one to 100, probably. I don't even know if that's not quite that much. (laughs) I guess it's pretty up. But for one omega-3, you have about 20 omega-6s. I was going to guess 20, but I like to exaggerate. Yeah. So (laughs) yes, maybe in some people that are eating a really processed diet. So where do you get omega-6s from? Any sort of oil-based things. For example, if you love potato chips, you're getting tons of omega-6s. Yeah, uh, chicken has naturally omega six in it. Any sort of yeah. tortilla chips, any processed food. If you've ever had it, you've accumulated omega sixes into your cells, and you want to have more omega threes. When you have yeah. enough omega threes, Gina, your inflammation levels go down. Your yeah. cells are are signaling better. They're communicating to each other better. Yeah. There's lots of research on various different things, like for example, arthritis, <clears throat> like for uh, like for example, brain function when you have adequate omega-3s in your body. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. So is it a given if you have high inflammation, you should be taking an omega-3 supplement? I mean, everybody needs omega-3. And would it be right to say, unless you're eating fish like three times a week, chances are you're not getting it? Yeah, I think that's a very safe assumption. Similar to vitamin D, most people don't eat enough. And here again, we come to a catch-22. I don't want people eating fish three times a week. Unless you're living somewhere in Okinawa in Japan, which is the area that has the longest living people, the centurions. That's one of the reasons Japanese people as a whole have the lowest life expectancy is because they eat a lot of these fresh foods. They eat seafood that is, again, not farmed, not full of chemicals and, um, and a lot of these bioaccumulating heavy metals. Yeah. That's the problem. Why, why, why do they tell people not to eat tuna when they're pregnant? Why do they it's tell the, people? Because it's of the mercury. The mercury. Right? Yeah. But it just seems so, woo, mercury. You know what I mean? But it's real. 
it's it's totally real i and people that have eat sushi three times a week should really have stop it right now just stop it right now stop it right now i'm done we're done with this conversation it's 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 something that we need to supplement because we shouldn't be doing that can i take a more omega-3 and still eat sushi or no is that how it works or no no no, no, because, because that's, if you're, that's just mercury, not that has that's nothing. Right. To do. <laughs> that's right. That's nothing new with omega 3s so You're just you're getting some, some something good, but along with it, it's coming something not so good. Okay. What do you um can you use gel caps? Can you use uh liquid? What about vegan? Yeah. This is a vegan one, plant-based omega-3. Like right. so all everything, all the conversation we just had basically lends itself to omega-3s probably need to be supplemented for most people living in our kind of current culture. We just don't get enough of it. So we get tons of omega sixes, we get it more omega threes and you can get it in a couple of ways. You have capsules um, and there's pros and cons to each, Gina. One of them is convenience. Some people don't like carrying around a bottle. It gets kind of icky. You have to keep it in the fridge. As soon as you open, I would even keep like soft gels uh, in the fridge because it's a fat. Okay. Um, if you leave your butter out for a couple of days, you'll see it starts getting oxidized and becomes rancid. The same thing yes. happens to omega-3s. In fact, they are more sensitive and prone to oxidation than even other fats. They're not stable. That's the reason why you, you know, a lot of these processed foods use Crisco because it saturated fats are incredibly stable yeah. and these trans fats are stable and they just keep things stuck in like, you know, paralyzed mode. And that's why a Twinkie will last a nuclear winter where omega-3s will become damaged and they become bad really quickly. So keep it in the fridge. fridge. What's your preference? You can do liquid, you can do cap soft gels. You just have to take more of the soft gels to get the same dose. So some people hate the big honking pills, which they usually are pretty big. Uh, And then the liquids, some people don't love the taste. I have to say the taste is like way better than it used to be. Yeah. Find some great tasting ones, different flavors. And people that are vegan, there are vegan options out there that are pretty good. So you'll, you'll probably have to look at the, the label. It's probably higher in what's called DHA yeah. found from algae. Um, oh. So that's, um, that's another thing that you can uh, definitely do as a vegan. What about okay, a couple of things? What about like dose? Cause like people are doing like high, like, first of all, what's new in omega threes? Like, is it krill oil? Like, is this krill work just as good? Is there other sources that are new on the market? And there's always like, something. how much do you yeah. take? Because it's runs the gamut from like minimal doses upwards of, you know, higher doses. Yeah. So if you're going with like a typical Costco brand, which I think 90% of my patients start with, you're yeah. going to get roughly about 900 milligrams of total per capsule. And when I say total, there's two active components, Gina, there's EPA and DHA. Mm -hmm. They both have different actions in the body. EPA is kind of more anti-inflammatory and DHA is more structural, especially for the brain. You kind of need both unless you're began being very specific. And that's usually what I, with my patients, I'm like, I'll give them something like specific to heal from their concussion, which is a big thing that I do. Um, And we'll do higher doses of DHA, but for general people that are part of the program, you're looking for a combination of EPA, DHA, and at least 2000 milligrams of them combined throughout the day. Okay. Good to know. With food is ideal. Yeah. And so that might be that you take two or four capsules, depending on the, the, the product you have. Yeah. And I know we're running out of time. A couple got a couple more things to talk about, but like, let's talk about dosing. Like, like it's no one size fits all, like start with a minimum recommended and then adjust from there. 
Generally, uh, Health Canada has kind of set the doses on the label in accordance with what they deem is like in line with the research and yeah. safe. Yeah. So in general, can, Canada's pretty good with that, but they usually err on the side of like bare minimum. And yeah. vitamin D is a good example of a thousand I use, you know, generally, unless you have perfect, it's maintenance dose. It's not going to really raise anybody. I've never seen a thousand I use do anything for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so now, a lot of this is changing too. higher doses for vitamin D, yep. higher doses for magnesium, higher doses for omega three. I've seen those climb. Over up. The vitamin year. D is now 25,000, uh, 2,500 IU, which yeah. is a much more reasonable dose, uh, you know, with omega threes also has to do with your body size too. It depends mm. on your levels of inflammation. If you are a small petite, 130 pound person, then you need less of anything really compared yeah. to maybe that 230 pound person. Um, you know, generally people, if you have weight, you're going to need extra fat soluble vitamins because, um, a lot of that is, is stored in fat tissue. Yeah. And so it's important that we uh, have some personalization and that's where your, your healthcare provider can kind of help guide you with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're having a very cover the base conversation. Yeah. These are the things that benefit given what you're doing on program and plan, but make no mistake, like the next level would be checking in with your healthcare provider, going to 100%. see your doctor, naturopathic doctor and, and finding and making it more, making it more uh, individual to, to your specific needs. Yeah. I'm not making any recommendations. I can't, obviously we're yeah. having just a general conversation. None of this is meant to be medical advice. Yes, 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 yes um magnesium oh, my favorite my favorite oh magnesium is the most used nutrient in my in my clinic uh you know i have so many different types there's so many different uses of it you have two different forms there that are quite helpful yeah. uh you know natural calm is a powder uh, that again is mixed up it creates ionic magnesium once you mix it with water mix it with warm water a lot of my patients will say that it helps them move their stools, yeah. sometimes even too much so. So if that's the case, if you're waking up and you're like watery stools, then maybe yeah. you just need to take less of what you're doing before bed. Yeah. Another strategy is, is that if you're in that, if that, in that boat, maybe you need to take half the dose, but make it twice a day rather than just once a day. Yeah. A lot of people think that, oh, why would I do that? Magnesium puts you to sleep. It does help you sleep at night, but it's not like it's a sedative. It's not like you're taking an Ativan. With <laughs> Thank you. Thank so you. It's definitely not going to put you to sleep. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will say, Gina, that that natural calm formulation, they do notice they sleep better. That's right. Because yes. magnesium, once you get to sleep, it helps you get into those deeper levels of sleep because we need it. This is a perfect example of like our body is deficient. If you're stressed, if you've sweat, if you've drunk alcohol in the past, if you've taken any acid blocking medications, antibiotics, you've depleted your magnesium levels. Yes. More. So yes. this is why people take it. They're like, wow, I feel really good when I'm taking it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, people will be like, well, I don't need to take it because um, I sleep fine and I poop fine. I'm like, no, it's, it's also for magnesium deficiencies as most people have. And it, because it's, this is responsible for so many different muscle functions. tightness, yeah. heart function. Magnesium can help with hot flashes. Like I'm telling you, make, why it's my favorite is because it does everything. And I know this is really rare in life to say that it does everything, but magnesium is probably the closest thing that I've seen in my 10 years of practice that really does the most amount yeah. of things that has the most research behind it. That is so yeah. safe. That's yeah. why magnesium is my jam. 
Yeah, and I do have to talk about the loose bowel movements because this is what this sucker right here is why we wait two solid weeks to introduce supplements because a lot of you are already experiencing loose bowel movements just by making changes in your diet, drinking a little bit more water, getting in a little bit more fiber, and then also, you know, the, the process of releasing fat. But um, so so this is why we hold off on this because a lot of people say, oh, it's causing me to have loose bowel movements. But then sometimes it's like that goes hand in hand with the scale moving. Chances are it's deep, it's detox. You'll know because this will cause like super explosive of bowel movements if you've taken too much of it it's not just like you'll have loose bowel movements like you'll know like you'll know when you're taking too much <laughs> um so so start with the minimum recommended dose some people i find when they take this and they don't take enough me included they actually get bajiggity they get like it's almost like it they get like hyped up and then i have to take more to calm myself down what is that from yeah, so I, I do see maybe about 10% of people, they kind of take magnesium, they have the opposite effect. And yeah. so that could be a number of things. It could be that you need to take a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, it could be that uh, your body has to adjust to taking all this magnesium because it's now, it's what magnesium does is that it starts fueling your body's cellular energy. It's really mm. important for the production of something called ATP, which yes. is energy currency, right? Yes. So when you take this magnesium, all of a sudden it might start turning things on. Yeah. It starts changing neurotransmitters in some cases. And some people are just uber sensitive to mm -hmm. magnesium. Yeah. My father-in-law is an example where he'll take magnesium glycinate, which I see that you have there. Yeah. You, and that's another form that's also really good. And you take that and, and the glycine molecule, which is another amino acid, it actually has kind of like a, this opposite arousing effect. Yeah. So I would suggest is that when you take in combination with all the other B vitamins and all the other nutrients, magnesium, and vitamin D work together, there's synergy between those things. It maximizes the benefit of vitamin D and minimizes some of these effects. So I think sometimes it has to do with deficiencies and other things. Yes. You're turning some wheels inside your cells. You need the full complement to have a, a kind of a, a full cellular process. Now we do have we have B vitamins in our secondary supplements, but Bs are also important with your magnesiums, right? Exactly, B6. and that's why I think B exactly that's why I mentioned a B complex is so important, is mm -hmm. that it is um, going to be complementary to the production of you know neurotransmitters and, and everything that I just. So mentioned. this is like this is like how honest we are around here. So we introduce B, B supplements and secondary supplements. Do you think that'd be a benefit to push that earlier? for people doing the program? Um, I think you could probably make the case that it, it, it could be put in earlier, yeah. Yeah, because we sort of wait, be, 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 be sort of more sort of leveling up now that you've done the kind of legwork and built the foundation and you're working with the basics now that your body is starting to work more optimally, that would be where the benefit of adding B6 is. It would be to add in, that's the thought process of adding it there. But would there be a benefit in them adding it in now? Yeah, well, I guess one of my thought process would be because a lot of times in the first couple of weeks, people are breaking habits, they're changing, their cravings are, are ending and B vitamins are really good at helping augment and decrease those things. Yeah. Uh, maybe introducing it earlier might offset some of the different kind of energetic, cellular energetic imbalances or kind of rebalancing that's occurring. So that with magnesium um, might actually be better. Where'd you go? Hello? Oh. Is, 
Yeah, you cut out. I'm like, is, am I, is my time up? Are you like Cinderella? Do you disappear after the hour and you're just gone? I, I don't know what happened there. Yeah. I don't know. Did you catch what I said there? Yeah, I, think- I get. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Because we're all about optimizing things for people, right? Yeah. We're always about leveling up. And, and uh, so let's talk about that. If someone is taking the bisglycinate, because this tends to be the one that a lot of doctors recommend, can they also still take them together? Or should you? Like yeah. what would you bring? Not at the same to? time, Gina. Usually, like magnesium glycinate. If you want, take it in the morning. You take one yeah. or two capsules, and then take your magcom at night if you really wanted to. A lot of people are like, why would I buy two? Well, it's going to last you double the time, and you're going to take them for more than two months, so it's really the same amount of money. <laughs> last two uh, digestive bitters. Who mm-hmm. would benefit from them? And then our last one is collagen. So um... uh, yeah, digestive bitters. Anybody that wants to help make their digestive better, digestive system better, because digestive bitters. They help produce your own digestive stomach acid and digestive juices. So for example, your pancreas produces all your enzymes that break down fat and protein. Digestive bitters can help further improve the secretion of that. So that would be really, really uh, helpful. I think what I always say is I think it's complementary to your apple cider vinegar. If you have any sort of like gas bloating, I think uh, digestive bitters would be excellent for you to add. and generally anybody that has low stomach acid would help. But what's the difference between the bitters and enzymes? Because, you know, enzymes are really big back in the day, right? Taking the enzymes before you eat your meals. Um, like to me, that's like more band-aid. This is more, I hate root cause. I hate that. Are you still there? Hello? I'm, I'm still here. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> for me, digestive bitters are like kind of like the next step, Gina. They're oh helping your body create it themselves rather than just giving you the digestive enzymes, which yeah. is like a little bit of like, a, I would say a first step, digestive bitters are like the better step. Okay. Um, put these in water, just drink throughout the day, follow us. Put a water, shot glass, fire back. It should taste bitter. You should actually taste it. How long can you take these for? A couple, two, three months, no problem. And then take a break and then? Yeah, always. We always talk, we'll talk about that next time about taking yes. breaks. That's a really, that's one of my things. I do believe that. So uh, missing gallbladders, bowel movement issues, digestive upset, bloated after you eat certain foods, like all of those? Absolutely. Everything that you just mentioned would make sense. Okay. Um, especially the, the missing gallbladder? Is this? Um, th- I would even say if you're missing a gallbladder, you actually need bile salts themselves, which actually yeah. is a digestive enzyme. So look for a digestive enzyme with bile in it because that's what you're, you're now getting a drip drip rather than a big pulse when you're getting fats. Not to add to the, not to add to the list, but there's a lot of people missing their gallbladders from, from, from from losing weight previously. And so do you think that would be a good addition to like, would think that would be important conversation? I would say that would be a good asterisk for people that are in that category. Um, There's a lot of people that have gallbladders that have been taken out because of weight uh, and crazy diets that they've done in the past, but also when a woman especially has high estrogen, that predisposes more gallstones to be formed. Mm. If you have hormonal imbalances, that might be one of the reasons why that gallstones are being formed. Also, dysbiosis, balance in, in back, in, uh, that good versus bad bacteria, that also is another reason because bacteria are at the center of each one of these stones and then yeah. the, the bile salts are formed around them. So is that when the, where the probiotic and prebiotic would help and along with the, the digestive bitters? <laughs> yeah, I would say if a person has the startings of gallstones, then I would do everything possible to try to do that uh, without taking your gallbladder out. Yes. Well, taking your gallbladder out, anybody that's listening to this and that has gone through it will, will attest to it. Some people 
game changer, no problem. Their pain's gone away and they feel really good after. And then there's the other half that's like, I've just always had digestive issues ever since I've taken it out. So it's just, that's just my clinical experience. Some people respond well, Gina, and some people they're just, they're kind of stuck with having some digestive problems for the rest of their lives. And those yeah. are the people that need to use the digestive enzymes yeah. and they need to think about bitters because that is a, an ongoing problem. They're ongoing. just not resolved. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, collagen. Um, collagen. What are your thoughts on collagen? Collagen is, again, I think to me, it's like a supplementary approach to helping your skin look better as you're losing weight. Yeah. Some people that are losing weight are getting some sort of stretch marks or skin changes, gets a little yeah. more, uh, um, I guess, wrinkled. And that research shows that it can help two things, help with kind of like wrinkles and also help with kind of like joint flexibility and pain because it, it joints specifically and tendons are made out of collagen. Yeah. So you abs, this, I think this is like a, I mean, this is, you get what you pay for with all your products, but I would say, especially when it comes to collagen, they're like, you really do get what, like, would you like, would you recommend, like, I know vitamins might be a little different, it's better to take some than none, but with collagen, like, would you suggest, like, is this beneficial if you're not getting that like, quality product? Like, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So there's in, in the collagen world, Gina, there are standardized extracts, meaning um, specific forms of collagen that we, we know that that's exactly what's in it. We know yeah. that it's been researched and we know it does certain things. If you just take a general run of the mill collagen, you don't really necessarily know what you're getting. Yeah. And so I always recommend if you're going to do a collagen, do one that has some specific research behind it, yeah. whether it's for joints, whether it's specifically for dermal health um, and then do that and then do it for, you know, two, three months and observe, like do some sort of like before and after pictures. If you're doing it for your okay. skin, take a couple pictures. I know you ladies out there, you love doing that. Take some pictures, see if you're noticing less wrinkles because that's what some of the research shows. And if it's not doing that, yeah, I find that you the 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 proof is in the nails. I find I was just talking to my mom. That's the proof true. is in her her hair, right? Like, um, I know if a lot of people are thinking like it's not going to take your skin and like and tighten it. Like you're not going to notice that, <laughs> no. right? Isn't there also some new research on on the benefits like digestion wise and adding in collagen, or is that? Um, yeah, too so new? with collagen, there like with glucosamine, for example, it's also really important for your gut lining. Any yeah. sort of lining it is is quite helpful. So um, I think that it would make sense to do it for that. Uh, mm -hmm. But you know, things like L-glutamine, there's some other ingredients that are also really important for gut health. Yeah. Um, nursing mom. So the science is out on this. I remember having this conversation with last time, like that's one of the area that's a little wishy-washy. Like I know if you're, if you got a, if you got a midwife, midwifes are all about the collagen added in, maybe something a little bit old school, like it's yeah, yay, nay. Yeah, but to me, like, like Gina, collagen's a bit like food, you know, you can kind of take it and be pretty safe about it. So yeah. I don't think that necessarily it's, um, you know, it would be unsafe to do. So uh, I think that even though there isn't like randomized placebo controlled trials on that with pregnancy, it there mechanistically just makes sense that it's kind of like, would you eat gelatin if you were pregnant? Probably. And yeah. that is basically collagen. Yeah. Okay. Right. Great. Cool. Yeah. 
Again, none of these are going to make or break your weight loss journey. You do not need them to take, to lose weight. However, they can be a benefit in a roundabout way. And we're all about having everything that you do really all work together. So, so in my experience, these, these are the things over the ketones, over the, the Dr. Oz magical, this and that, and whatever, like even lemon water and apple cider vinegar, they don't do half the things the diet industry says that they do, but it's a great practice, you know, kind of like, it's just just a good practice. There's no downside. That's the other thing. It's like, it's not like you're taking a drug and being like, well, there's no research behind it, but it can't hurt. Yeah, I could with like something like lemon water, apple cider vinegar, rinse your mouth after and your dental enamel safe and you're good to go. You know, like, and by the way, there is a lot of research on apple cider vinegar. So, you know, in case there are some haters on that one, that one has (laughs) research on. So a lot of this stuff just makes sense. It's super safe. Uh, and it's, it, it can do nothing but help. And the worst yeah. case scenario, you just don't notice a difference. You take it and then you, you kind of stop it at the end of the program. It's worth doing. All right. Well, we've started the conversation. It's up to you guys to continue the conversation with your healthcare providers. Um, we love Dr. Paul. So many of you are going to be like, how can I find him? How can I work with him? Okay. And you're going to ask him to answer your questions. He's just way too busy for that. However, if they do want to find you, reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, you can. Um, Instagram is a great way to do it. Uh, Dr. Uh, Paul Herkel. Yeah. Uh, you can check out my website, uh, paulherkelnd.com uh, and find out there. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, encourage you to work with your naturopathic doctor. You can find one locally uh, and uh, and really level up your health. Thanks for having me, Gina. This ah, is, no, thank you for coming back again and again and again. Ah. I'll be back, everybody. I'll be back. I'm looking forward to it already. The conversation never gets old. Honestly, I can have it a million times. Um, also, just remind you guys that we do we will be turning this segment into a podcast that you can find over on Acast and download on Apple and Spotify as well. Speaking of, you and I totally have to get together and do a podcast. Let's do that. Let's talk. Good, we, have, we have lots of things to talk about after the fact. Um, thanks again. Thanks, everyone. Have Welcome. an amazing thanks. day. Have Bye. a great day, everybody. Take care.